Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast here at NBC Sports. I'm Kurt Heelan, Managing Editor of Pro Basketball Talk with you as always. And today, we start the first of what's going to be a little bit of a different week for us. We're going to get away from the uh, conference finals and get back to that a little bit next week or maybe later in this week. But this week, we're going to be talking draft. And we're starting off today on Monday with something a little bit different. Jake Kelfer from the Pro Basketball Professional Basketball Combine, I'm sorry, at IMG is coming on to talk about this. Look, this week we're going to start seeing all the talk about the NBA's big combine, which, you know, look, 69 players are going to, a lot of guys who are going to get drafted are out of there. But there's a lot of guys who ultimately make it in the NBA or at least start out in the G League with two-way contracts and earn their way up or play, even play internationally who are, don't get invited to that combine and are trying to get the attention of scouts and players. And there's some other combines, some other events they give them that opportunity, and the professional basketball combine in Florida at IMG is, is one of the ones that really helps. It's it started to grow and really helped guys that had some good success last year. So we're going to talk about who comes to these things, why they do it, um, what's expected of them, what teams like out of it, and, and the advantages of doing something like this for a, a lesser-known player, which, like I said, Jake Kelfer from the PBC. And, well, frankly, then later in the week we're going to get into a, what, look, what everybody loves Check out Wednesday morning. Well, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, we're going to be dropping on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else to get your podcast, plus up at NBC Sports, a podcast with Rob Doster from NBC Sports. We're going to go into all the details of a mock draft. Once the lottery has established the order on Tuesday night, he and I are going to sit down and do a mock draft going through the first round and who takes whom. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come back and check that out. But for now, let's talk about some of the guys who are just trying to find their way into the league. And we welcome in Jake Kelfer from the Pro Basketball Professional Basketball Combine to talk about this. I keep wanting to say Pro Basketball Talk after all these years. I keep getting in my head wrong. Uh, Jake, thanks for jumping in, man. Hey, Kurt. Happy to be here. Very excited to chat PBC with you today. Yeah, you know what? I, I think for a lot of people, the fans, especially hardcore basketball fans, they know these exist, but they don't really know that much about them. So, like, let's just start with the basics. How did the the uh, pro basketball ta- pro basketball combine come about? And like, where do you you know how did you come about? And who did you get in? How does this how did this start? And what do these guys get out of this stuff? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question. I mean we're we're a pretty new event. So in 2017 was our first year. 2018. Now we're going into our second year coming up. Uh, very shortly here, and basically what the Professional Basketball Combine is, is it's designed to give players an extra opportunity to perform in, team, in front of teams, scouts, executives, as they get ready for the draft process, right? And we created this after going to a bunch of different pro days and seeing how the pro days were run, and really trying to identify, okay, where's, where's there an opportunity for more players to be seen, right? With two-way contracts being introduced, with the G League constantly growing, we knew that there 
opportunity to have more players stay in America and play, whether that was in the G League or whether it was on two-way contracts, whether it was just to keep the dream alive of making it to the NBA. And that's when we decided to create the Professional Basketball Combine. And so last year, we actually had 23 draft prospects um, compete in front of 16 NBA teams. And it was an incredibly successful year one. We put them through combine testing, very similar to the NBA Combine. We put them through different shooting drills, a little skill development, and then three-on-three scrimmages. That's one of the big differences from the NBA Combine and our Combine is we do three-on-three scrimmages uh, to comply with the pre-draft rules. And of the 23 guys that we had last year, you know, we had four two-way contract players, including the G League Rookie of the Year and Antonio Blakeney. We had 11 guys make an appearance in the G League, and we had eight players play internationally. So it was a great year one. The feedback was great. Now this year, we're really trying to expand on it to continue to grow and add value to all the teams that come in, as well as all the agents that bring their players, and obviously for the players to get the best chance of performing in front of as many teams as possible. Yeah, and we're talking about the guys in, that are coming here are not necessarily, look, it's it's not, you know, DeAndre Ayton and, and, you know, the Duke guys and all that stuff at the top because those guys don't need to be seen more. This is the this is an opportunity for guys who didn't get to the combine but have interest. In a, and if you're a team that's rounding, it looks and look, teams bring in these guys for workouts. They invite them to, to you know, be on their summer league team if they're impressed after that. And this is a chance for these scouts and GMs to see a bunch of these guys in one place, which has got to be the big draw for them. They're like, hey, I can see these guys go against each other in one spot over a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, it's a great point that you make there, Kurt. I mean, look, we're not trying to be the NBA combine. The NBA already does that better than anyone could ever do. And they have an incredible group of guys that are attending this year, and we support that. What we try to do is we try to get that next tier and guys that have great NBA interests and put them in a situation where they can really showcase why they belong in the NBA or in the G League or whatever, or on a summer league team or on a two-way contract, whatever it may be. And so a lot of the players that come to our event are known by a lot of teams, and then we also have some guys that are relatively unknown that we want to, that we feel could really break on the scene and become a great player in addition to the NBA system. Um, yeah, I was going to say, with the, with the growth of the G League and the way teams are approaching this now, NBA teams are, I mean, it's not quite baseball minor leagues with, you know, four levels and guys working their way up and what have you, but it's more of that. It's more of teams realizing that in today's economic environment, look, if I'm going to pay, you know, my star player, I've got to have two or three max guys on this contract to star players. I've got to be able to develop young players. I've got to be able to bring along young guys and they see the G League and two league con- two-way contracts and players like coming to your combine as as ways to find guys who can contribute, you know, to, that's fell under the radar that can contribute to them who, you know, they can afford to keep in. And these guys are like, hey, I can get into the NBA and prove my worth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, that's, I think that's another great point that you make. I mean, for the teams to be able to see 24 players in one location, that's, yeah. that's an awesome opportunity. Um, and for players to get out there and, you know, maybe a guy's going to have seven, eight workouts, but when you can play in front of double, triple the amount of teams like that, you're really able to put yourself in a position. I mean, last year we had a player come to our event. By the time the event was over, he had impressed the team so much that that team actually invited him to come down for a workout. When they weren't necessarily originally planning on it, they got him in. He ended up being on the G League team for the upcoming season as a main contributor. Like, it's just little things like that that give people the extra edge, whether it's from a team as a scouting perspective, whether it's the player getting in front of all these teams, whether it's an agent being able to provide their player with another opportunity. I mean, it's just another way 
for exposure, and it's a great way for opportunity. And I think that that's really what separates us, too, from a lot of these other um, pop-up events because we're establishing ourselves as that secondary draft combine that is taken really seriously um, within and around the league. Yeah, and I think that that's something teams are looking for. An, you know, look, this is at IMG. This is being run very professionally by yourself and your staff, and it's got great feedback. That's something they're looking for. They're always a little leery of some of the uh, the pop up events, and so they want to they want to go to things that they trust. They go to Portsmouth does pretty well every year because people you know know and trust Portsmouth, which has its like its own little niche, but it's an established event. This is kind of in that same ilk, and for these players. I think you just hit the nail on the head. For a lot of them, it's just opportunity, right? It's like, I just, the more chances I get to be seen by guys, the more likely I'm going to get a workout or a summer league contractor or what, you know, or catch the eye of a, of a European team that pays. And if that's where I'm going to be, that's fine. But, you know, I can catch the eyes of these guys. Exactly. I mean, we have, we have guys this year that are on NBA radars. I mean, that have been on radars all season, that have been seen by a lot of teams. But now it's another chance for them to get out there and compete and really have that one chance of saying, look, I belong in the draft. Maybe I didn't go to the combine, but I belong in the draft. Or at the very least, I belong as your number one priority as, an, as for camp, for summer league, for a two-way deal. Because our event gives players that chance to compete multiple times, where I think it's a really great opportunity for evaluation. And it's a great opportunity to show skill set and prove why you belong in the league. Yeah. Well, the biggest name you've got, I mean, you've got some names announced already. The biggest name is Jello Ball is kind of the biggest name, but you've got a number of guys coming in this year. Who do, who do you have that, that people, that's coming in? And some of these are, uh, some of these are names I think people, fans of basketball will know. Definitely. I mean, we have a great group of lists, a great group of guys that, that I've already committed, and we've already started sharing them on our, on our social media, which is where we do most of our player announcements. Um, but a couple of the other players that we have coming is Gerald Dick from Kansas. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Williams from Gonzaga, Rodney Bullock from Providence, Nate Mason from Minnesota. We have a bunch of other great guys, Brandon Sampson from LSU, Kaiser Gates from Xavier, Dikembe Dixon from UIC. Um, so there, there's a great group of guys that we're going to be having come. Victor Sanders from Idaho, Wes Clark from Buffalo, Kendall Stevens from Nevada. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like I said, we have 24 guys coming. Um, so it's, so it's a great group of guys that we've already announced, and the list is continuing to get stronger and stronger as we announce more players leading up to the actual 2018 professional basketball combine. And uh, how did how did the ball thing come about? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Obviously, he'd been, for people, most of the fans know here, he had been at UCLA. Um, the whole kind of situation in China went down. He ended up leaving the team and playing a little bit in Lithuania, but... This is a situation where scouts weren't sold on the competition he saw and what went on over there. And this is a chance, like, he's the perfect example of a guy who, if he's going to make his case, this is the kind of setting he needs to make his case in. Yeah, no, and, and the way we kind of got, uh, the way we kind of had Leangelo was, I've been, I've been pretty close with his agent, Harrison. Um, you know, I met Harrison when he signed Lonzo. I uh, just congratulated him and told him on a, on a great work he's been doing with Lonzo. And we've kind of just stayed in touch. And then, um, you know, at the end of this year, once we had the Jello situation kind of unfolding, I brought it up to him and was just like, hey, this could be a great opportunity. I mean, we really try to target guys that, um, you know, need a second look. And I think Jello would be a great, great fit for this. He brought it to the family. And, um, you know, one thing led to the next. And here we are getting ready to have um, Leangelo perform. And uh, hopefully, 
prove people wrong that are not a fan of his game, and then prove people right that have supported him along the journey. Yeah, Obviously, it, he's one of the most controversial names um, and talked about names, even though he's not the highest rated. So for an event like ours, it's a, it's a great opportunity to put him in front of decision makers and to put him in front of high-caliber players that maybe he didn't get a play with against in Lithuania um, in the sense of guys coming to play in the NBA and making that transition. So, look, it's a great opportunity for him, and uh, we're really excited to have him on board just like we're excited to have everybody else attend the event. Yeah, and what these guys go through when they get there is, first off, like you said, a lot of the stuff they do at the Combine, you're going to put them, or the NBA Combine, but the stuff that they'd also do in a lot of any pro day. So verticals, uh, some of the speed measurements, as well as just you know length and height measurements, that stuff starts it out, right? So we do all the, we do all the same measurements. Um, and then in terms of the Combine catching, you know, we're standing the max vert with a three-quarter sprint, the lane agility, the shuttle ton. I mean, we really try to replicate as, as much of what we can from the NBA Combine to give the scouts, to give the fans, to give the players the best opportunity to showcase how they can compare against other players in their position that may be higher rated for them or that may have done things in the past for different types of analysis and data information. But for beyond that, the two things I think that are, you know, look, everybody wants the, the, measurable, the measurables. Everybody likes measurables. But there's two things I think that going on that matter more for these guys if they're going to get out of there. The first thing is you mentioned you guys get to do three-on-threes. And for people who don't know with the NBA Combine, they've got, I think it was 68, 69 guys, whatever it is, coming this year. 40 or so of them will play in, in scrimmage games. Not all of them play. Here, you're able to kind of get these guys in some three-on-threes and, and let them show a little bit of what they can do in a, a more game-like setting for these scouts because that's, frankly, what they want to see. Right. I mean, outside of the combine testing, I mean, we have a bunch of other programming events that go on, but one of the great things after the combine testing, we'll bring the guys in for their workouts and they'll do you know, on-court shooting drills, they'll do a little skill development. We'll actually put them through a mini little practice of different types of NBA sets to see their coachability levels. And then we put them in three-on-three games. And each player this year will actually get to compete in two three-on-three games. So teams will be able to see them in different matchups. They'll be able to see them across the board. And then outside of that, another huge component of the event um, that has been really successful was the team interview component. We have a component where teams can actually interview the players um, based off interest and we're able to schedule those through our staff to give players these interviews and to have teams, you know, hopefully be able to interview as many players as they'd like, and we do our best to schedule as many interviews as possible. So when you combine all of that, um, that that's a pretty full, powerful, pretty powerful evaluation, um, not to mention some of the other programming that we provide for the players, um, which, which includes, you know, media training to help them prep for their interviews, uh, an athlete branding workshop to really help them understand the power and influence they have as, uh, role models in society. Um, we also do a photo shoot. We do in-house interviews to, for marketing materials, for social media. All these different things combined for the player full experience of what it's like to be a pro. Yeah, in terms I... of going back to the scrimmages and the interviews, I mean, those are, those are incredible, incredible evaluation opportunities in lifetime that we provide. Yeah. For teams, that, when I've talked to teams and scouts, like, yes, you need to know, especially with, uh, uh, you like, a player who, you know, is is coming into the situation you're in where these are guys who are kind of on radar but on the fringes a little bit and trying to play their way in. You want to see them, the physicality. You like you want to see that they can physically play at an NBA level or, or G League level or whatever you picture them as, as. But the interview is huge. The interview, the personality part of that, is he coachable? Is this player going to be somebody who can fit within our organization? 
is a bigger and bigger deal for teams, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think, I think look, I think when any time you, you go to evaluate a player, um, whether it's at our event or any time, you try to say, well, what's their fit? Who, who are they? How are they going to mesh with our team on, on the court and off the court? I think, I think that's really important. So that's one of the big reasons why we try to provide as much exposure for the teams to see these players in all different situations, through the interviews, through the on-court, through the combine testing, through just how do they compose themselves in and around the gym. I mean, part of evaluation is really understanding, you know, the fit. And just like if you're hiring someone for a job, you know, they're hiring someone for their team, right? And you need to be able to put people in the best position to succeed. And I believe that our platform really serves as an elevation platform for these players and for these teams to see what they need to see to make a more informed decision. And look, we're not asking you to make a decision right away at the event. We're saying this is an opportunity to see. And if you want to call them back for a workout or to call them on draft night, that's your opportunity, right, from a team perspective, to call them back in the interview process. And I think that that's really what's exciting about the event is we're just serving as another stepping stone, um, part of the expediting the process of evaluation uh, for players that may not have been evaluated as much um, throughout the season. Yeah, and you talked about Blakeney, who had a great year with your combine last year, but you you said Charles Cook, who was ended up in the Pelicans organization for a bit, and that's an organization that really does think about um, going back to when Monty Williams it really does think about fit and and how things are going to go together. And so for an organization like that, they're going to want to talk to Cook, right? I mean, that's the that's the kind of situation where they're they're really going to want to get a feel for the guy beyond just like can he shoot a jumper. At our event last year, I mean, he was he was a guy, you know, coming out of Dayton, you know, where people were kind of just unsure what 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 is he where is he at in this whole process? Where does he fit? And he did a great job at our event, boosted his stock, talked with a bunch of different teams, you know, ended up on a summer league roster, and then signed a two way deal with the Pelicans. I mean, that that's as great of a process for for him as he could have as he could have hoped for. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he would have liked to get drafted, but he's worked his ass off to get to the position where he's at. And he's been able to contribute at a high level when he's been able to play. So, you know, that's really awesome for me to see, but it's also awesome for a team to be able to say, wow, you know, we saw him at this event, we've seen him elsewhere, but this event kind of pushed him to that next level. Let's keep seeing him how he goes in summer league. And now we have the intel, so we're ready to make our, our big decision. That's an opportunity right there. You know, I don't know how every single team thinks or evaluates, yeah. but I definitely think that um, players like Charles, um, coming to an event like this really benefits them, and it did. And I think that that's, um, you know, a big reason why we're able to continue to increase the talent pool, um, get more people excited about the event, more people involved, and uh, create the vision that, that we had at the beginning. Yeah, I think, I look, I, I can see where a guy like that fits. And the, the other part of it is you mentioned, like, you had, I think, eight guys from last year go on to play internationally. Sometimes guys get in these settings and realize, that that might be whether whether they're not willing to give up on the NBA dream or not, and you know the G League makes it more possible to stay here. You've still got guys who are like realize that maybe that's where you know if they're on the fringe, <laughs> there's money to be made over there. And it's funny, it's like it's a funny conversation at summer league because you'll hear players, especially it's a little, it, you see it a little less in Vegas because it's a little more separated from the fans. It was great back when it was in Long Beach and stuff where you'd see the players literally sitting around talking to each other like, wait, did you play in Belgium last year? Like, what was it like? What was this team like? Did they pay on time? Which is, you know, a huge issue in Europe. But you get a sense of these guys. This is a chance for them to realize, hey, 
if if the NBA thing is what it is, I can make money overseas. I can go make more money, frankly, usually um, playing overseas, and that that might be a path. You know, for some guys, it's back to the NBA, and for some guys, that's just a really great career. I mean, we had we had some guys last year, you know, that um, ended up playing in the G League for the season and then went off to play overseas. Uh, we had players that went straight to play internationally. I mean, it, it just kind of depends. But I think for some of the players, it was a great wake-up call. Like, oh, wow, these guys are definitely, you know, going here. And where I'm kind of at after this is like, you know what, I might not have as much opportunity as I thought, or I thought it might be more difficult. Or, you know what, maybe going overseas would be the best way for my development. Right? There's so many different angles and ways to think about it. And it also depends, too, on what the players really looking for and what their goals are, right? Some of these guys want to just make as much money as they can right away, and I understand that. And some of these guys are going to go to extraordinary lengths to, to make it into the NBA because that's their dream. Whether that takes them 10 years like Andre Ingram, right, where he played in Julie forever. You know, these, these are the stories that make basketball so amazing and what makes the game of basketball and the NBA and the G League and international basketball such an amazing sport because there's so many different opportunities and so many different reasons for guys doing what that when we really take a step back, we have to just appreciate the fact that there's great basketball all over the world, and events like ours help facilitate that in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and you you mentioned something else, which is something I think fans don't really realize. With teams, frankly, with with it happens in college too. These players get prepped on social media. You get prepped uh, a little on on how to handle interviews, both with teams and just media interviews and stuff. But you provide a little of that too, a little of that training to help them craft their brand. Yeah. So every every time when we have the players come, you know, one of the big things that we really try to do is we want to teach these guys how to be a pro. Right? We want to teach them how to be the best they can on the court as well as give them some tools for success off the court because, again, we want these guys to be able to monetize their likeness. We want these guys to be able to build their personal brand. So one of the big things that we do is we, um, and we're incorporating it this year, is we're having immediate training on the first night the players get there, and that's really going to help the players you know, learn a little bit more about the types of questions teams might ask them to figure out how do they want to craft different answers, how do they want to talk to the media. You know, because, again, shaping your story is really important, whether it's for basketball or in life. You really want to be able to shape your brand. And then from there, we're also going to be providing each player with an athlete branding workshop to teach them how to use their influence for positive social impact, for how to use their influence to generate additional revenue once they turn pro. And different things like that to really show these guys, look, you're more than a basketball player. And it's your opportunity to shine. Um, we just want to provide you with the tools and the knowledge so that you can have as much success as possible while also understand what the downsides could be should you approach it in a different way. Because we've seen all the, all the negative stories, but we really want to try to focus on making more positive stories. So that's, that's kind of some of the things that we really want to instill in the players this year and provide them with the opportunity to participate in these workshops. Your combine is growing. As you grow this, is it a kind of a... A dance? Are, are the teams and the agents kind of looking for the same thing so it's just a matter of providing it or are they looking for slightly different things and you're trying to kind of find the balance that works for both sides? I mean, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. I mean, you know, in year one we kind of did the best that we could with the information we had. In year two we've taken the information that teams said, hey Jake, we'd really like to see this, this, and this executed. How can we make this work? And then on the flip side we've said, well how can we provide even more value to the agents and the players while they're on campus? How can we use the best time? So we've really tried to incorporate the best of both worlds. 
point, that includes our own in-house interviews for marketing materials and social media from a, a photo shoot, you know, similar to how the Panini rookie shoot is. We're going to be providing a photo shoot for all of our guys and our apparel that's, that's sponsored by East Bay. So really cool opportunities like that. From a team standpoint, last year, we only had every player compete in one three-on-three scrimmage. This year, everybody's going to compete twice, which is going to really showcase the competition. It's going to be faster moving, faster going. You know, we're going to make sure the interview component is a huge component because teams love that, right? So we're constantly working on it, creating a better product um, and service for all parties involved and really trying to pull the best of both worlds um, to create the best possible event that we can in the PBC. Yeah, and I think... Like I said, I think one of the things that probably makes people comfortable, too, is like you're doing this on the IMG campus. Hey, f- scouts have been there. The teams know the facility. This, is, it, this, this isn't a place that brings in, um, you know, fly-by-night stuff. It, it, it's a place that both the players and the, and the teams and the agents can all feel comfortable. IMG is a wonderful campus, and when I stepped foot on it for the first time, I was, I was in awe. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's stunning, isn't it? It's really just running this combine which is you know obviously three uh, three days here in may or well two days but <laughs> two i guess three for the players i guess they're there a total of three um they're there for about 48 hours i mean they fly in on may 21st but the main activities are the 22nd and 23rd so yeah. it's, it's still less than 48 hours all said and done um but but yeah it's about three days when you count all their extra travel time yeah but in addition to that, you're doing a program called Basketball 101 that, that branches beyond this, right? Yes, yes. Thanks for bringing that up. Basketball 101 is a new program that we've created because just as much as we want to help players on and off the court, we want to help aspiring sports business professionals not launch their career. And so very similar to how the sports business classroom is with NBA Summer League, we created Basketball 101 to complement the professional basketball combine. And what we're doing is we're providing a three-day, in a way, career combine where we're able to help people that want to work in sport achieve those dreams. So we have them going through different panels with NBA personnel. We have panels with media. We have panels with agents. We have salary cap information. We have networking opportunities throughout the combine. We have VIP access to the actual PVC. So it's part classroom, part hands-on, where they can do evaluations. They can be part- participate with the media. They can really see what it's like as a person who works in basketball throughout our event. And that's what we're starting this year, which is really, really exciting. And anybody that wants to know, we do have a couple spots left. And anyone that wants to know more about it can directly reach out to me, um, Jake Kelfer, send me an email, message on Instagram, whatever it is, and I will make sure to give you guys the information because this is something that's new and we're really excited about this opportunity for um, aspiring sports professionals who want to work in the game of basketball. Yeah, and by the way, you can find a lot of this information at uh, professionalbasketballcombine.com, plus uh, I think all the contact info is there as well. Um, it's, yeah, it, you know, I don't think people realize, 
part of just, you know, it's, it's going into the sports business now isn't quite the same as it was, you know, decades ago. And you've got to have a little bit of a specialized skill set and knowledge, which I guess you kind of always had to have. But on top of that, just like getting into a big law firm or, or you know, landing a top internship in any in, in any field, you've got to have some contacts. You've got to have some ability to, you've got to have something on the resume other than just, you know, I baked cookies. You know, it, it's, you've, got, you've got to have this other stuff. And these kind of, these kind of events can help you and not only just meet people and make some contacts, but add some context to you and of how to go about getting your foot in the door, which is 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and Kurt, I mean, look, outside of the professional basketball combine, I'm an author and motivational speaker. My first book was all about how to stand out in the job market. My second book is called Elevate Your Network. And one of the most important things that I do is I really help people achieve their definition of success, whether that's on the court or off the court. So to be able to provide this event and really teach these, these students and these young professionals trying to make the transition, how they can get their foot in the door, whether it's through their contacts, whether it's through their specialized skill set, whether it's through their ability to add value to an organization, whatever that may be, this is really exciting for me because it really gets to combine both of the worlds that I live in and that I work in. And so when I think about that, for me to be able to talk with these kids and help them with their careers, just as much as we're able to provide for the players on the court, that's a really exciting uh, thing for me. And so I just, I just have, as you can tell, I'm super excited about this opportunity and this platform uh, because it really does get to combine the two worlds that I live in and work in. And you work year-round on this, by the way. People think this, you know, the combine's two days, or, you know, the two days long for the players. You spend the year traveling, talking to coaches, talking to agents, going and seeing guys, saying, you, you spend the year kind of trying to set up who will be coming to this combine and, and how to kind of, putting laying the seeds in the groundwork for this isn't something that just comes up. No, I mean, I spent, I spent from about October of 2017 to the end of Portsmouth, which is middle of April, on the road. Um, I spent a lot of time, I mean, like I said, I'm a motivational speaker, so I travel across the country speaking to a lot of different organizations, student-athletes, um, staff members, schools, things like that. But while I'm doing that and traveling, I'm scouting players, going to games, meeting with, meeting with coaches, meeting with agents, meeting with teams trying to evaluate, you know, hey, how do we build the PBC? How do we get more players there? How do we increase the talent pool? How do we provide the best service to everyone that's going to be in attendance? What can we do to get better? Um, because just as much as we got to work on the court for our players, you know, when you're growing an event like myself, I mean, you got to hustle. you got to make your dreams come true, whatever it takes. And so I've really tried to put that to the test and do whatever I could this year along with my team um, to really hit as many spots as possible and, and build it the best that we can with uh, the resources that we have. Well, it sounds like a great event. Again, I wish you all the luck with this, Jake. I think, you know, this is, a like I said, just for a lot of players who just kind of fly under the radar and don't get the chance, this is such a great opportunity to get seen and get their foot in the door. And uh, not just with, with the sports business class, it's kind of the same idea as well. But for for I, teams have to love that. Like I said, teams I know love these opportunities to, you know, it's hard to scout these guys. It's sometimes hard to put them in context because, you know, you were, we were talking about Cook coming out of Dayton. Well, Dayton doesn't always play the best team, you know. Like, how do I rate that guy against NBA players? You get him into this setting and you say, okay, that's how he looks. That's what kind of leaping power he has. That's what he can do in this setting. And then you, you get the chance to talk to him. And if you can, you know, to use the, the horrible analogy, if you can kill multiple birds with one stone, if you can 
do that with a number of players in one spot, then you know teams are going to want to be there for that. And I would I would agree with that, and that's why we you know we we have twenty four guys over the course of two days. You know, we break them up into groups of six. We have twelve in each day, and then we have all the other programming going on in between. So it's a it's a really great way to get in, get out, see the players, evaluate the players. The players is a great way to get in, get out, get back to all your other workouts and training. I mean, that's what it's all about. This this time of the year is a grind for everyone involved, and um, if we can just help just a little bit and aid the process and create you know a little splash in the pre draft process. Exactly, Jake. Thanks for taking the time to talk to our um, talk to me and talk to our listeners about just what's going on with the PBC and and the the opportunities there. Yeah, thanks so much, Kurt. Really appreciate you having me on again. Anybody that wants to connect with me or learn more about the Professional Basketball Combine, you can follow me, you know, on social at Jake Kelfer or email me Jake at JakeKelfer dot com, or you can follow the Professional Basketball Combine at Pro B Ball Combine on social media or visit www.professionalbasketballcombine.com. But Kurt, again, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, Excited to be here and uh, excited for the event this year. It's going to be a great event. Thanks again for doing this, Jake. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back, like I said, in a couple of days. Check us out uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. We'll have Rob Doster from NBC Sports doing a mock draft of the uh, NBA first round once uh, once we know what the what that looks like what the uh, lottery odds look like and who's going to be drafting where uh, we're looking forward to it and also don't forget to go to applepodcast.com slash pbt on nbc that's pbt as in pro basketball talk on nbc listen to the podcast there but you can also subscribe comment and all that helps us so do that there thank you very much and we'll be back later in the week People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.